When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to The Late Show, everybody. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. New York... You know what? That is, you know what that is? That is, that is? that is a wonderful sound to hear happiness in this room because New York City has been an edge for the last 24 hours following yesterday's awful subway shooting. At least 29 people were injured, but thankfully, all are in stable condition, and according to the NYPD, no one has life-threatening injuries as a result. We wish them all a speedy recovery. Kind of a miracle. Yeah, it's a kind of a miracle that nobody has a life-threatening yeah. injury. And there is some good news because the Brooklyn subway shooting suspect has been arrested. Yeah. That's nice. That's fast. The suspect's name is Frank R. James. Authorities know this because a credit card with Mr. James' name on it had been found at the scene of the shooting as well as a key to a van Mr. James had rented. He also left a cheek swab, a filled-out tax return, and his soul cycle emergency contact. <laughs> Very generous of him. One of the unusual facts about this shooter is that he is 62 years old, which means technically he wasn't on the run. He was on the mall walk. <laughs> At the press conference announcing Frank James' arrest, there seemed to be a bit of a delay in Mayor Eric Adams giving us the good news. First, uh, we'd like to go to the mayor, live from Gracie Mansion. my reaction to that news, let's go live to camera one. Time for the rest of the show? I don't know. The NYP department chief explained just how it all went down. Crime Stopper tip comes in, reports that the mail is in the McDonald's on 6th Street and, and 1st Avenue in the 9th Precinct down on the Lower East Side in East Village. McDonald's, well, then I hope they take his prison sentence and they supersize it. <laughs> it's fortunate, it's fortunate that James left behind plenty of evidence because none of the station's security cameras were in full operation at the time of the shooting. Well, that's what the MTA gets for hiring the same guy who did the cameras in Jeffrey Epstein's cell. (laughs) 
And it does, yeah, yeah, yeah. It does explain the new subway safety posters. If you see something, that's cool, we didn't. <laughs> the... The MTA responded to this revelation by saying that no more than 1% of the subway system's cameras are out of service at any given time. Okay, I call BS. Everything in the subway is always broken. The escalators, the ticket swiper, the Metro card vending machines. What do you mean no cash or card accepted? How am I supposed to pay? Is this a barter system? I can't jam a chicken in that slot. The only thing that works the only thing in the whole damn subway that works is the ceiling juice dripper. <laughs> you can always get fresh ceiling juice. <laughs> Whew. It's been a tough week for uh, President Joe Biden. First, uh, we learned that inflation is at a new 40-year high. Then, when he went out to Iowa to talk about ways to lower gas prices to try to help, he was upstaged by his lapel because during the speech, a bird appeared to poop. <laughs> on Joe Biden. Look, folks, this is the kind of story Late Night was made for. In fact, <laughs> Steve Allen started The Tonight Show in the 1950s to talk about a pelican guano-bombing Ike. <laughs> so covering this recent incident is The Late Show's duty. <laughs> well, it's the bird's duty, but it's our responsibility. Here's... Way ahead of me. They're way ahead of you. Yeah, it doesn't happen. They heard it. <laughs> Here's the moment it happened. Keep an eye on the president's jacket just above the flag pin. It's about being made in America. A lot of that has, has to do with this industry. And that bird is now the Republican frontrunner in 2024. <laughs> yes. It's, it's already picked its number two. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. I'm being told that we have an important bird poop fact check. Well, actually... According to an NBC political reporter, what fell on the president wasn't bird poop at all because, as he tweeted, I was in the room. This is an active factory, and pipes full of corn powder filled the ceiling of this event space. Corn powder particles were dripping on all of us periodically throughout the event. Boo! <laughs> Boo on your fact check! What a party, not actual pooper. This guy sure seems eager to convince us it wasn't bird poop. Can we see a photo of that reporter? Aha! Aha! But fine. Fact check grudgingly accepted. It wasn't bird poop. It was just a gentle rain of industrial corn dookie. You can see for yourself, because cameras captured what was going on in the room above the president the moment it happened. Hey, I'm in here! Speaking of... That's an exclusive. That's an exclusive is what we call that in the business. Speaking of embarrassment, it seems like everyone who came within burger spittle distance of the former president is under criminal investigation. And that includes disgraced former New York mayor and pop-up Halloween lawyer Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> Federal prosecutors are currently looking into Rudy's lobbying efforts in Ukraine. And back in April of last year, investigators seized 18 devices during high-profile raids on his home. 18 devices, man. 
that's a lot of porn. <laughs> but this week, Rudy generously offered to assist the feds in finding reasons to charge him when he helped investigators unlock several electronic devices by providing a list of possible passwords. <laughs> it's a real bad sign when you have to carry around a piece of paper with a list of possible passwords. I'm happy to say The Late Show has acquired a copy of the list. There's Leaky Head Juice 21, <laughs> Sex with Cousin 69, and Four Seasons Total Manscaping. <laughs> Speaking... Speaking of manscaping, there's a scandal brewing for Brazilian president and grandpa on vacation who's driving grandma crazy with his stupid new hat. <laughs> Jair Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro's opponents are attacking him after finding out the country's armed forces had bought tens of thousands of impotence pills. On the bright side, Brazilian soldiers no longer need their bayonets. And... <laughs> and they're pitching their tents faster than ever. The armed forces claimed the drug was being used to treat pulmonary hypertension, but a reporter in one newspaper suggested that the dosages that had been bought were generally used to treat penises, not blood pressure. Well, either way, you might want your penis to cut back on fried foods. <laughs> Plus, the official who exposed the Viagra spending also claimed that the defense ministry had approved the purchase of 60 inflatable silicone penile implants, costing between $10,600 and $12,800 apiece. Wow! How high-tech are those things? In the old days, if you wanted an inflatable penile implant, you just made do with one of those noodle guys. <laughs> Didn't work very well, but your penis did sell a lot of used Hondas. Now, this is especially embarrassing for Bolsonaro, who frequently boasts about his own virility, referring to himself as imbrochável, the Portuguese word roughly translates into English as unfloppable or flaccid-proof. <laughs> well, this'll teach him to be so cocky. <laughs> we got a great show for you tonight. More Late Show Poncho after this. Coming up here, coming up in just a minute, we have two absolutely lovely, just lovely and just damn classy guests. We got Paul Bettany and Claire Foy are going to be out here in just a little while for their new series on Amazon Prime called A Very British Scandal. And they're, they're, it is very scandalous, and they're very British. And, and I can't <laughs> wait for them to come out here and, and sound all smart and everything. It's going to be great. Mm -hmm. um, hey, happy spring. It really feels like a beautiful, amazing spring day today. Yes. yes. Today was a great day. Incredible. You know? Yeah. The spring is all about hope and opening and upward and new possibilities. Right. How, how are you feeling today, John? I feel great. I, I walked in Central Park for the first time in a while. Wow. It was beautiful, man. We have this incredible park in New York City. Sure, just, yeah. You can just go right there. It's a jewel. Yeah. It's like a European. Yes. Okay. Unbelievable. Can you walk around and have people not bother you now, now that you're like album of the year, John Baptiste? Absolutely not. It's crazy. You know about that. I know. You know. I know. I, was I know. Like, I'm happy for you. I'm happy like, for you. Whoa. It's yeah. A shift. Yeah, it is a shift. It's yeah. Something yeah. different. Welcome to it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Any tips? Enjoy it. What? Any tips? Any that? tips? Yeah. Uh, grow a beard? I don't know. <laughs> cover it. Just cover Try it to up. enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> Be nice. 
All right. Yeah. Yeah, be nice, unlike how you usually are, John. <laughs> Folks, the world is engaged in the battle of the generations. It's boomers versus millennials. It's millennials versus Gen Z. It's Gen X versus... Well, nobody really cares about Gen X. <laughs> According to new research, relations between the youths and the not-so-youthly are tense because there's a heated debate over which generation has it worse. Though most in the U.S. say young adults today face more challenges than their parents' generation. And based on episodes of euphoria that I've seen, <laughs> young people today have it very hard despite being bizarrely attractive. I remember a time when high school students looked like this. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, wait a second. Why are there two photos of Jacob Elordi up there? One of them's supposed to be me. The study found that the youths have it tougher in a variety of categories, including saving for the future, paying for college, and buying a home. So this is only an issue for young people who like knowing things, having things, and knowing where to have those things. <laughs> and the youngs are especially peeved about the home buying market, where baby boomers and millennials are in a housing war, and boomers are winning because they have more cash to win bidding wars. Millennials don't have any cash. Evidently, they just keep Venmoing each other the same $200, and somehow, <laughs> that's keeping our economy afloat. It's a miracle. I don't know how it works. But boomers do have a plan to transfer the wealth of their generation to millennials in increments of $5 every birthday. <laughs> but being young has always been hard, unless you make really safe career choices, like improv. So, <laughs> is it really tougher for millennials than it is for boomers to explore this issue? Please welcome my writer and certified young person, Eliana Korler. Eliana Korler, everybody. Eliana, thank you. Lovely to see you. Please, have a seat. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's great to be here on behalf of millennials, Steve. The children must be heard. Children? Um... Eliana, at this point, you gotta be like 20... <laughs> Don't say it on TV. Okay, what year were you born? 1999 business. <laughs> Eliana, explain this to me. Why do you have a buzzer? Because this is a contest between the generations. It's not a contest. Wrong. Point for me. Where did you even get that? Uh, the internet. You heard of it, Grandpa? <laughs> How old do you think I am? A lady never tells. Okay, Eliana, do millennials really have it so hard finding places to live? Do you know how competitive the housing market is right now, Steve? No, that's why I asked you about it. It's so competitive that 90% of millennials are willing to buy a home sight unseen. Wow. Yes, and even when you try to see a house, it's a nightmare. I went to meet my agent for a house tour, they put a bag over my head, threw me in the back of a van, and wouldn't let me go until my family wired them a down payment? Eliana, I, I, I'm pretty sure you were kidnapped. I don't know, maybe. The dungeon was open concept, so I did put in an offer. <laughs> Okay, okay, all right. Well, that's fine. That doesn't sound good, but rising prices are also hard for older folks, too. Some older Americans are selling their houses to pay for retirement and then having to get roommates. Oh, I'm aware, Steve. My fiance's mom has started jokingly asking if she can live in our guest room. For real? Yes, that is a real thing that's happening to me. 
<laughs> Was she joking? Am I laughing? <laughs> well, okay, if she's moving in, then you're gonna need a house with a guest room. You know what? Here's what you do, a little friendly advice. You are really good at your job, okay? You deserve a raise. You need to go to your boss and ask for more money. Can I have more money? No. Eliana Cortler, everybody. Coming up, Claire Foy and Paul Bettany. You know my guest tonight from The Crown, WandaVision, and so much more. They now star together in a very British scandal. Shall we? I'm going to carry you. What? I'm going to carry you across the threshold. Oh, no, Ian, please. Duke of Argyle will carry his duchess into Inverara Castle. <laughs> come on. Up you come. Oh, oh my God. It's like carrying a piece of wood. I'm sorry, but I just, I don't like it. I'm not putting you down. Everybody's looking. Oh, no, you're going to drop me. I'm not going to f drop you. Could you please put me down? Please. You're down. Happy? Please welcome Paul Bettany and Claire Foy. Hello. Hello, everyone. Nice to have such a glamorous duo on the show tonight. Who nice are to they? see you both. <laughs> you two. You, you two. Uh, uh, the, the, the show is called A Very British Scandal. It's, it's, on, uh, it's on the Amazon, on the Prime Video. And Evie and I gobbled it down. We all three episodes on Saturday. Once we started, we couldn't stop. Um, uh, you play just the most awful people, who, <laughs> but are just—it's just so wonderful to watch you be as awful as you are. And these are based on real people, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> but on top of that, you put on character names at the same time. This is a this is a true story of a famous divorce between a duke and a duchess of Argyle, right? Yeah. Who were these people? Yeah, it was sort of a public train wreck with. Tea. And yeah. This was in all of the papers. Yes. This, this, yeah. was, this was a huge scandal. They were sort of famously uh, uh, bon vivants, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, well, you actually shot this, that scene uh, where he's carrying you into Inverary Castle when mm. you first get married. There really is Inverary Castle. You actually shot around Inverary Castle. What was that like? Because is there a present Duke of Argyle? Yes, there is, and he was there. And when we were Wait, shooting, but is he like a grandson or something? He's the grandson yes, of he's Ian, the grandson. yeah, Ian Campbell, who's the yeah. Duke of Argyle in the show. Wow! And he was really good with cattle. I seem to remember. <laughs> he had to sort of shoe cattle Out into of the shot. or into shot at times. Oh yeah, that's yes. true. He was great with like cattle. cattle and us and, and whiskey. Yes. He was good with whiskey. He has his own whiskey brand uh, called. The Royal Salute. And it was amazing. And he gave us some. In fact, he left us in a room with some and he said, here's the 300-pound bottle, here's the 600-pound bottle, here's the 2,000-pound bottle, and you should start from here. <laughs> and then he left and Claire and I went straight to the 2,000. And now he'll know that. Heroic, <laughs> heroic pause. It was delicious. It's supposed to be a haunted a castle. It's listed as one of the top five haunted castles in the <laughs> British Isles. Did you, see, did, did you see a ghost? No. Did the only spirits that I came into contact <laughs> were the dukes. <laughs> and, uh, Do you believe in ghosts? Specifically Either... the 2,000 
pound bottle. Yes. Right. Do either of you do you believe in the supernatural or ghosts or anything like that? Very much so, yes. Do you really? Yeah. Do you not? Well, I don't know about ghosts. I believe I believe in a. Uh, oh, this is going to come out wrong. <laughs> this is going to come do out it. wrong. I was going to say I believe in a spirit realm. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like I'm about to summon something onto the stage with you right now. Excuse me while I sacrifice a goat. <laughs> that would be a fun thing to do to have a segment of a show where you do Ouija board with stars. <gasps> Oh my God! Will you right. come back? Right? Will yeah. you come back and Ouija board with stars? Yeah, but who knows then? What it's like Ghostbusters, isn't it? Right. What's you your next role? <laughs> you shall not work for a very long time. So Claire, you played the queen in The Crown beautifully, as everybody, everybody here knows. That's the last time you're on here to talk about that. Now you've been demoted to a duchess. Yeah. <laughs> I made the what same the, joke. You did make the same joke. It's a good one, guys. Yeah. So what am I going to be... I mean, what will be next, then? Uh, 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 uh... Middling to low rank. A dame. Oh, that, I could... Sure. I'd like that. Who do you think would make the better noble if you guys could have a noble title? Which, which, which do you think it would be? I think it would be you. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> why? Why do you think... Why do you, you think it's the other? I mean, I, look at him, I, he's so long and stuff, and... Like... <laughs> <laughs> You're so long, is that part of it? Yeah, no, I... Think he looks I'm... better, doesn't he? He looks more... That's just debonair. not true. He does I'm not look long. better... <laughs> he does not look better than you. Head. I am a professional. <laughs> we have to take a little bit of a break to pay some bills here, but when we come back, I will ask Paul uh, whether we might see his character from WandaVision again anytime soon. <laughs> Contractually uh, obligated to ask you about WandaVision. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now. Do you know what? Usually, I'm not very forthcoming on this stuff, but I love you, and I'm going to tell you anything you want to know. Can you explain what's going on in these photos right here? Oh, Yes, I can. Yes, 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 I can. Yes, I can. Um, they, they made a bust of me uh, in order that they could light uh, scenes when I wasn't there. I don't know why they didn't just use this in the actual scenes, because we have a similar sort of wooden, you know, quality. Um, uh, and I stole it so that I could take it home to my, ha my country house and hide it when people came over to stay, hide it in their toilets. And yes. And this is my favorite. I love the idea of a guest going into the guest room of, yes. of, of your house and then turning on the light and seeing this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who wouldn't want that? Well. Mm -hmm. um, just last question on this. The new Doctor Strange is coming out. Uh, Wanda's in that. Have you recently been in spandex and painted white? This is a really great question. And again, I said I was going to be entirely honest with you. You're asking if I was in... Is White Vision... Am I in Doctor Strange 2? Yes, is Doctor Strange... Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. I don't know. Am I? What do you think? My instinct is yes. I can neither confirm nor deny rumours that I am in said and aforementioned Doctor Strange 2. Mm -hmm. 
Claire, are you and Doctor Strange yes. too? Yes. No. Yes. yes. Um, uh, Paul, you dropped out of school when you were 16 because, uh, <laughs> well, stupid. you didn't like it. I'm bring that up. What? What is it? Is he stupid? Because he's stupid. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, Claire. I am not aware of your educational background, oh, God. and nor do I need to know because both of you sound so smart. Yes. And does that come in handy, fooling us, uh, Yanks? Hundred percent. I fooled my wife into thinking I'd read both volumes of uh, Remembrance of Things Past, and uh, uh, you know, just because I had an accent and, and glasses, she sure. clearly thought I went sure. to Oxbridge, and I—it uh, was really—that's a good one. That's it was a good really one. awful to to kind of you know see the slow dawning awareness of how <laughs> stupid I. I, I'm ill-educated. Picking out your letters on the menu as you try to read <laughs> what I the have, sides are. I have to get her to, you know, retype my texts because they're, they're imbecilic. I, 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 I can't punctuate, I can't spell. It's, now, some, of the, some, some, some people uh, with the, that accent really are smart, like that, that, Hiddle, that, that Hiddleston son of a bitch. Oh, he's very clever. <laughs> He is not only he's not only like like very talented and attractive like you people, but he like got double first at Cambridge in Latin and Greek or something. Does that make you mad? That's so yes. disappointing. Because you yeah. don't oh need an God, education yeah. to be an actor. No. no. God, you don't. No. Really letting the side down. Yeah. Do it's better have... if you travel a little light, actually. Be a doctor isn't it? Oh, yeah. or something. Why you, let, let somebody else have a job. You yeah. know what I mean? I, so let somebody stupid have a job in acting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's he doing? You know, he's have very... a word. I will. I'll yeah. have a word with him. You, you have children, Claire? I do have one of them, yes. Is she, or he, I'm guessing, I'm guessing. It's a she. It's a she. It's Is a she up at school yet? Yes, thank God now that COVID has hopefully, she can go to school now. She oh, didn't nice. go to school for a very that's long time. Nice. Is that hard to let the kids go off, you know? Nope. <laughs> In school, it I is lo- think it, it's it is extraordinary. It is lovely, uh, Paul. Since you dropped out, do you have? Uh, do you feel guilty sending your children off to something that you gave up on? <laughs> <laughs> just, it's just a fair question. It's a very fair question. I had a very hard time at school. I was very bullied, and and actually, on the oh. the night before my. My eldest son went to school. My wife, I was putting him to bed. My wife came in and I was teaching him how to punch. And he went, she went, Jennifer, what are you doing? And I went, I'm teaching our son how to punch. And she went, why? And I went, he's going to school. (laughs) And um, she said, I'd never, I went to the same school and I never saw anybody get bullied or a fight at that school. And I was filled with this huge sense of, Relief, and then cut to about five years later. He came home and he said, "I've been bullied at school." And I was just—I was furious. And I said, "Who was it? Who was it?" And he went, "It was this kid called Mark." And then the next morning, I drove him to school, and it was like a, a stakeout. Like I had coffee and a, I didn't have a cigarette, but in my head, <laughs> I have a see It's like Hill Street Blues or something. And, I, and I'm so point him out, like I'm going to go out and I don't know, like fight the kid or something. Some ten-year-old. <laughs> And I went, point him out, and he went, well, it's Mark. And I went, which one is it? And he went, Mark, that one. And I went, which one? There are 200 kids outside the school. Kai, tell me which one it is. And he went, the one with the cello. And I went, the one, the one with the... Get out of my car. <laughs> it's impossible to be bullied by a kid with a cello. <laughs> you can't be bullied by a cellist. I draw a line. <laughs> Sound wisdom. Don't forget to tell your daughter that. I shall do exactly what you've done. Well, uh, Claire, Paul, what a delight. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me.
Thank you. Thank you. Lovely to see you. More Late Show Poncho after this. Like a lot of you, I'm sure, I was saddened to learn yesterday of the death of a friend of the show, legendary comedian Gilbert Gottfried. He passed away at the age of 67. And my reaction to that news was the same as my reaction to many of his jokes. That's too soon. <laughs> I love Gilbert's comedy ever since I saw him on Letterman when I was 20 years old. And I was thrilled later when I was in comedy to meet Gilbert and to interview Gilbert and to do bits with Gilbert several times on this show. And I was always impressed by his ability to tell a joke no matter how inappropriate it may have seemed. There's an old saying that comedy is tragedy plus time, to which Gilbert often said, why wait? <laughs> Nothing was off limits with him, which is why there were several times in the past few years we think of a bit that was so vulgar, so inappropriate, that it would only work if Gilbert was willing to join us for it. And last summer, we had an idea for a bit about how Bridgerton was planning to make their new season just as spicy as the first season. And our script was dirty, it was stupid, it was undignified, and Gilbert said, sure. <laughs> so, in a tribute to Mr. Godfrey, we'd like to share with you the last bit that he did with us. Jim? Last marriage season, London learned the one thing that cannot be arranged is love. And while we bid adieu to one we burned for, a new lord has arrived to set hearts aflame. It's me, Lord Sexy! Shall we hump in my study, Your Grace? Return to a time when love conquered all. I am tired of pretending. And I cannot continue acting as if I... as if I do not love you. Hot damn! Looks like tonight's menu is forking with a side of side boob. A time of desire. I hereby knight me, Sir Boinks a lot. Now arise. A time of the heart. I love all of you. Every scar, every flaw, every imperfection. You're talking about the rash on my balls, right? The apothecary said, just slather on this unguent. A hand, my lady? Down in South Sussex? A time of this. There are other things, physical, or perhaps intangible, that bring a couple together. Time to drop pantaloons and show the world my juicy fun. You like? It's not even blurred. At my age, my ass just looks like that. Next season, gird your loins. It's jolly old England, and I've got a spotted dick. Thank you, Gilbert. This has been The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. If you're enjoying The Late Show Poncho, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. And for more exclusive Late Show content, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube.